And once again, we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. Squawk, squawk, squawk. Mata Hari is going to file her report. <laughs> my name is Olga, and you're my tenant. Oh, hi, nice to meet you. They uh, tell me you have to give me $50 a week. Yes. In advance. Well, don't worry if you oh. think I'm not... Don't get hot under the collar. That's how people are here. Susie. Sarah. I once read that names which begin with the letter S are the names of snakes. Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Langley West. And you are here for episode 142. And we have another guest. Yes, we do. We've been having a lot of these. <laughs> and this is an awesome guest. This is awesome. Uh, I present to you a model, a ballerina, an actress who is best known in the role of the uh, the caddy Olga in Dario Olga. Argento's Absolutely. Suspiria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, please welcome Barbara Magnolfi. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> we are Hi. so... Nice to be here. <laughs> we are so happy you are here. Uh, I have interviewed you before uh, at a con, and we had a great time, and I figured we need to get this all on tape. Yeah. Absolutely. For, for our, our noble legion. Go ahead. Absolutely. Well, I was going to say, and this is a really good time, too, with uh, the Suspiria um, re-release playing in the theaters, its remastered version, and the Suspiria... Um, the remake. Oh, yeah, yeah. we're going to get to the remake. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff, Barbara. So uh, we usually kind of start here because we've always been fascinated by where people come from. Uh, and you especially, you were born in Italy and you have a background at, in dance, correct? Correct, yeah. Tell me well, about that. Uh-huh. Uh, well, um, I was born in France, actually, but that was kind of an accident. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, they usually are. <laughs> I, I'm serious about that. It was kind of an accident, you know. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, but then I grew up in Italy, yes. And um, my dancing background, well, um, that came about as, um, you know, I started dancing very early. I think... Um, my mother wanted to place me somewhere, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> where I wouldn't bother her or something. <laughs> and uh, uh, Basically, I really loved it, you know, so I started at four years old, and Jeez. I went on, and amazingly so, I became very good. I became the solo ballerina, you know, of my, wow. I, I, I think I was like 10 years old, or, you know, 11, you know, mm -hmm. uh, when I became that, and I really, really enjoyed it, and I found the love to uh, express myself mm. that way, you know, maybe 
uh, easier than than just with uh, you know in normal life. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, well, like, yeah. yeah, and I enjoyed the music as well. Many people don't know, right? That I actually really my love of music actually started before the love of acting and and yeah i mean all the arts interested me very early that's what i'm saying so so at what point does uh this um love of uh dancing uh and and i would imagine just performing in general manifest itself into acting well basically um I, uh, so, you know, it came with the dancing. I was like, well, that's, you know, I really enjoyed the physical and the spiritual, if you wish, just, um, connection, you know, body, mind, uh, spirit. And, uh, so this idea of, uh, having an idea, right, and transmitting it through, you know, the dancing or the voice, or the acting is what interested me, hmm. and uh, that's what uh, that that happened. I think just about the same time, you know, like um, so much it, it interested me that just uh, you know I made a decision at that point that uh, that's what I was going to do. That was the best way to uh, reach other people, you know, and. Yeah inspire them, uplift them. That was my original actual purpose. My goal was that. Um, were you, I find like dancers and, and like all, all people in the creative arts, they they were like, if in your case, were you a ballerina long before you ever took ballet? You know what I mean by that? Like, were you, were you the one, the child that was like, look at me, I, I, I'm, look at what I'm doing and, and, and maybe a bit of a show off in a good way. Um, but yeah, I, I know was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little ballerina uh, long before. Tom's always been a ballerina. <laughs> well, you want to know something funny on in regards to that? I that didn't quite. I mean, it happened somewhat. With I wasn't dancing before I actually danced. You know, before I became a ballerina. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, but I definitely was performing. Definitely was performing, and I. It's funny you mentioned that, right? Because I had a feeling that I had done that before. Oh really? Oh, wow! Like a past life thing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know if I could, you know, how real that might be to some people, but sure. Definitely. It's the right. it's the person that picks up a music musical instrument and in, instantly kind of right. has a a key way or well, a pathway to the it, understanding. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, you know that happened to me on my very first movie um, when I was thirteen. Mm. Do you remember what that was called? Uh, that was called uh, Come Quando Perché, which means uh, when, why. Uh, no, when, where, and why. Yeah, I, I, IMDb, IMDb has it as how, when, and with whom. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I love I that. I'm Italian. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So basically what happened is exactly what happened, that 
I got on, you know, I got picked up in a restaurant for that movie after I had decided that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to act. And it felt right, you know. Uh Um, So I got picked up in this restaurant where I was uh, lunching with my mother and the crew and the cast of the movie was eating there and they were looking for the the star uh, of the movie, young version. Mm. And I happened to match that, so I right, right place, you know. right time. Yeah, yeah very right. sort of. Who's the who's the one found at the the uh, counter? Betty Grable was it? Betty Grable? I don't know, but it reminds me of Andero in King Kong. There you go, Andero. <laughs> there's Back our, to there's King, our Kong. King Kong. Reference. We make a rep. Somehow we end up at King Kong on every episode, and it's somehow right. <laughs> the strangest thing. So, um, so, and what happened to get back to the point of the, you know, feeling like, like I've done it before. Mm. So what happened is that uh, we, you know, I was on set and this was a big set. It wasn't a small set, you know, it was a, a big movie at the time. Right. Mm. And, um, and I did this and I performed and something happened there. I felt like, you know, I was at home. I felt like totally at ease more so than maybe in in real life with with what was going on in my life at the time you know and so and at the moment that that happened you know the the director called me like a natural you're natural you're like wow there it is again there's your permission yeah Yeah, we always talk about how at some point in every creative person's life someone gives them permission to do what they're meant to do and there it is right there yeah where where the first time that somebody says you're really good yeah you're good at this and and it fuels you and 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 it's like okay this this is what i want to do yeah Absolutely, absolutely. But you still got to have it. But, you know, I find that great people, uh, the the big people, the great people recognize other great people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. It's like predators. Acknowledge that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, wow. So so talking about all this stuff, it brings to to mind, Mm. to me, how uh, you've lived both in Europe and the United States. And yes. it it brings to mind, uh, and, and maybe this is a, maybe this is something to do more with the time period, but um, it seems to me like in other countries, uh, mm-hmm. performers are that they are performers. They they learn to sing, they learn to dance, right. they learn to act. It's it, they're a whole package. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. a lot of times in the United States, you're either uh, a you play singer, piano, or yeah, you're... or you're an actor, yeah, yeah. or you're a dancer. But rarely do we get the the whole package. Do you, mm-hmm. do you find that that's true? That like in 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 outside of the United States, you your training um, has a lot more involved rather I... than just acting. I believe that's true. Yes. At least it was true for me. Um, I believe that's true also in the general education. Mm-hmm. Sure. You yeah. know, I think education uh, in U.S., although it's <laughs> is promoted a different way, you know, I think it's not as good as the education you get 
for instance, you know, in Europe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. well, so, just, just yeah. as an example, how many languages do you speak? Oh, I used to speak more than what I speak now because I haven't practiced, but definitely five. Sure. See. I can barely do English. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's common for Americans. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 Maybe you know. they know Spanish so right. that they can you know, <laughs> yeah. get more guacamole or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah. So, during yeah. between the time of the, the first film and, and the Suspicious Death of a Minor, were you modeling at that point? Well, you know, modeling came about... Uh, that was very... It's so funny how my, my how it all came about, you know. It's almost in a in a in a magic way for me. Um, well, basically, modeling started because again, you know, I didn't. I left home very very young mm. uh, because you know the situation wasn't good. Mm. So I sure. decided at that point, you know. What was I going to do? I was going to go down and with that situation or I was going to separate myself from it and, you know, succeed. Sure, sure. So basically that's what I did. And uh, at the time, uh, a family, uh, you know, I was 15. So um, after the first movie and before you know, suspicious death of a minor. Mm-hmm. So basically, what happened is that uh, I was going to school. I rented a place, uh, sharing with a friend of mine that was older than me that could rent the place, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and this family who liked me very much, you know, the the um, basically asked me if I wanted to. Uh, do some work for them. And I'm like, sure. And the work happened to be modeling, right, for mm. uh, uh, for a boutique, you know, for private, uh, you know... Fashion desi- or whatever, yeah. Yeah, designer um, clothes, you know, for um, the celebrities or the aristocratic people that would go and buy, you know, in a private way. We'll go to the shop and, you know, I would model. Mm. I would wear the clothes. And <clears throat> so a photographer happened to be there um, who became a famous photographer, by the way. Um, and uh, he photographed me. And then, you know, out of that uh, came the idea that uh, I could absolutely do some modeling, you mm-hmm. know. Sure. Fantastic at the time, and you know, I, you know, why not? Sure, sure. So it turns out that uh, I started doing ads, print ads, and then I was on uh, Vogue magazines like several times for ads for Fiorucci, for uh, Coca Cola. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting for you. Oh, you yeah. Know, like a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I was, like, barely, like, uh, there, you know, 17. I was making a ton of money. Yeah. I was like, whoa, you know? And um, so that's how modeling came about. I was never 
a model, you know, it came about because of the situation and I had to mend for myself. Sure, you know? sure, sure. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm interested and, uh, and share if you want to, but, and if you don't, I, I totally understand. At this point where you're starting to get some success as a model, but still being a minor, is your family now at this point on board? Are they kind of like, oh, okay, she's doing great. My family never got on board. Okay. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and um, you know, it's so it's interesting to see now. You know, looking back at it, I think it was a blessing. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it's all that rich soil that artists need to come through, go through. I mean, every artist I've ever known has had to face something where they they were like, you know what, I'm going to show you. Yeah, exactly. It happened to me. Happened yeah. to you. Yeah. I know. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, at first, that was a bit my attitude too. You know, it's like, okay, you don't want to support this, and you know, uh, watch, watch me, right? Yeah. But then it became looking at. If my mother didn't want to get, you know, didn't want me around and hadn't sent me to a dancing school, for mm -hmm. instance, right? Sure. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Maybe, or if I, if I wasn't driving so much to get out of there because it was bad, right? Right. Would I have had the necessity level to get out of there uh, right. and to, to uh, alone, do something? Alone. Let alone yeah. the tools to get out of there. Right. You know what I mean? To get out. The things well, that we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I tell you what. The first time I, I came in contact with your work was Suspicious Death of a Minor. Because I'm a huge Jello fan. Right. Why am I yeah. telling you? I'm looking at right. you and saying that. like, oh, by the way. <laughs> um, it's a great film. And it's one of those films that a lot of people don't... It's not in their reference bank. Um, but that's going to change. I just read today that... Uh, September 26th, the Blu-ray is coming up. For oh, Paramount. nice. That's um, right. Wait, isn't, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Right? That uh, I, I'm I am like uh, pleasantly surprised now that all my movies, you know, are coming out here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, toward that end, here's a question for you. When, mm -hmm. when these places are re-releasing... Um, your old movies on on Blu-ray, and they're including you know new special features, etc. Have you been getting called? Are people calling you to to talk? You know to to be included on the on the discs? Uh, I am yes, I have, and I have done some actually. Nice, yeah, very cool. Um, I rejected the. Um, Another movie, doing the special features for another movie. I didn't want to, at the time, interview for that particular movie. Sure. Uh, but then I did for the same movie in a French version release, you know? That oh, was, very cool. When it was released in France, I did a whole um, interview, including, you know, um, in the interview included everything. Like even my not being happy with the movie. Sure, and, gotcha. uh, I think so I know they what this is. Opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everybody uh, knows now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm curious. You, you were Mel Ferrer was in that movie. 
Yes, he uh, was. Uh, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's one of those movies. That's more that movie helper. Yes, it is. Yeah, yes, we, is. we call things movie helper here. It's like actors that show up in movies, and no matter how the movie goes, they're yeah. always rock At least solid. that person is solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before... That was a nice start for me. <laughs> I bet. I bet. That's like yeah. legendary, you know? Yeah, I know, right? I, I mean, look at it. I really work with legendary people. Absolutely. The director on that was Sergio Martino, right. who, who did one of That's, my... He did Torso. If you've never seen yeah. Torso, you got to see Torso. It's a, it's a great movie. Um, it was one of my uh, drive-in movies. Was it? Yeah, I, I'll I, tell that. you what. I saw it on uh, with the, as a B-featured Texas Chainsaw Massacre on mm. Hallucinogens. <laughs> I'll just say that. Oh my God! We had a lot of laughs. It was a lot of laughs. <laughs> um, and Martino also did a lot of like I want to say, yeah. Look him up on IMDb. It's yeah. it's a it's an amazing treasure trove. Yeah, very, very, uh, it's very underrated. He's amazing. Yeah. Pedro yeah. Martino is amazing, an amazing director. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a great movie. Before we get too far from the modeling, we would be remiss not to bring up. <laughs> that you were in the Italian version of Playboy, yes? I was. I was. And, <laughs> well, they okay. never called. They never uh, called uh, me. Uh, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at, uh, at, at what point in your career uh, was that? Uh, when I was 18. I couldn't have done it before. <laughs> right, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so this yeah. would have been, according to my timeline, it would have been between Suspicious Death of a Minor and Suspiria. So right around the time you made La Madama. Yeah. Sure. Yep. I'm butchering that. I know I am. <laughs> yeah. Wait, my question yeah. for you and is... I, I did that, and it was after or before as well. I did another movie, which was called uh, Disposta Tutto, Ready for Anything. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, um, you know, I, I mean, well, at the time I was young and wild. Sure. Wild. That's a great way to, I think, I think everyone should do something like that. Well, because at, after, like, I would have loved to see myself at 20. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. right? It's yeah. better than the shipwreck that's well, going on now. Uh, here's the thing is that everybody that I've ever talked to that ever posed for um, Playboy in, in particular, uh, uh -huh. at least at least during a certain time, found it to be uh, a great experience. Mm -hmm. I've never heard anybody say that it was not a good experience, and I'm interested to hear what your experience was. Uh, it was very professional. <laughs> sure. And, well, and that's what... That's what makes it no, great, I was right? approached, and uh, at the time I was some kind of famous already, sure. you know? And um, I got a bunch of money for the time. Sure. Um, and I thought, well, why not? Everybody, you know, yeah. else is doing it. Absolutely. But then later on I regretted being sort of, uh, how do I put it? Exploited? Um, yeah, that way. Sure. Because yeah. I um. And, and I guess that was going to be my that was going to be my real question was, uh, again, almost everybody I talked to says, well, at the time it seemed like a great idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and whether or not you you had any eventual regrets. 
Um, you know, I mean, I can't. I don't really regret anything because at the time when you did it, it was the right thing. Sure. You know, how so, uh, would you regret it? You know, you gotta own your actions. You gotta own your responsibility. You Absolutely. know, for whatever you did. So. At the time, there's nothing, regret doesn't exist for me because at the time, with what I had, with the circumstances, right, and with the things I had, the information I had available and in my frame of mind at the time, it was the right thing to do. So, sure. Awesome. You know, the but the Butthole yeah. Surfers, the band, once said, it's better to regret something you've done than something you haven't done. Right, abs- absolutely. Right, I agree. agree. You had mentioned Ready for Anything. Uh, the, the review, the, one of the reviews I read, it compared it to Last Tango in Paris. Is that fair? Oh, gosh, no. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. There's that damn IMDb again. Well, you know, that's the thing. Is I that... mean, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> if it was only for the actors, you know, Marlon Brando yeah. and Maria Schneider. Uh, you know, who, by the way, was a friend of ours, you know, at the oh, time. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, she was a good friend of mine, yeah. But anyway, that's another story altogether. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, no, 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 no. I don't think so. I think the movie was like, okay, you know. I'm really, uh, I'm really glad to hear that because I think The Last Tango in Paris is one of the most overrated films ever. I, I don't like that movie. It's up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, whatever. You know, I'm not going to comment because it's like, it's my, it's simply my opinion. Sure, you know, sure. I, I'm not a, a huge fan of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. As, but it's, so around this time, how, is the time that you made Suspiria. How did you meet Argento? And was what was the cast? I can't imagine going up for an audition with Ari Argento. I know, right? Well, there was no audition, really, at the time. Auditions didn't exist in Italy. (laughs) They came much later. (laughs) They came much later. Well, what what existed, though, was a meeting in the production company. Okay. And uh, reading or, you know, introducing yourself, talk about the the, the stuff. But so... With Suspiria, um, what happened? Okay, basically I had finished shooting, uh, I think, this uh, Postatuto um, at the time, like ready for anything. Mm-hmm. And I had gone to a club for the weekend in, in, uh, in Marbella, in Spain, Marbella. And uh, I was like, I remember exactly, I was like, by the pool, I was playing backgammon with Omar Sharif, nonetheless, than Omar. Nice. That's so cool. (laughs) And uh, the the garçon, the valet, you know, comes with a message for me, the, you know, the waiter. I thought he was bringing me something to, to... to drink. Instead, he says, you know, you have an urgent message, please, you know. And I read the message and it's like, uh, my agent left a message saying that I need to go back right away because uh, Dario Argento wanted to see me. And I'm like, 
what? Yeah. <laughs> so I called, I you know what I'm saying? It, it's hilarious because I was kind of annoyed by that, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> it was that, that's, it was crazy. So anyway, bottom line, I basically got on a plane, you know, the same night and uh, was in uh, Argento's office, production's office, the day after to meet Dario Argento. Uh, how did how did he he strike you in, upon first meeting him? Oh my gosh, and Dario was like uh, unlike anybody else, completely <laughs> the, from the first uh, from the get go. Uh-huh. You know, he was like, so I arrived and he he was very frail and uh, <laughs> he looked very pale. He had long hair, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he um very nice he said he sat me down in a chair you know in front of him and uh <clears throat> he almost throws me this big um, script mm. this was like 200 pages was huge and uh, <clears throat> it read superior right and uh, he says uh look at uh, olga you know, take a look at Olga. And I'm like, okay, I look, Olga. Say, I thought he wanted me to read Olga or something, right? He said, no, just take a look at this character. And I read the character. I read the, some of the screen, the, the, the scene, mm-hmm. to myself, not to him, right? Then he asked me, so how do you see her? I'm like... Okay, I see her like this, I see her like that. I was kind of like, okay, a little bit like, wow, this is a different approach, right? And um, and then he said, okay, good, great, I like it. So he puts me in the middle of the room, and um, which was half empty, and then he started going around. He asked me to move a certain way, and then... Is, you know, to do certain things, but not my, you know, he, he let me improvise as well, right, sure. to do movements. And um, and basically, he was going around me as if he was looking through a lens, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I don't know what I did, really, that got him so excited. He got very excited. And, and he got very excited. He said, great, great, okay. He shook my hand and I was gone. I didn't know what had happened there. Hmm. So how I got the role. Yeah. At, at this at this point, um, <laughs> because I'm I'm not familiar with the the chronology of of Dario's mm-hmm. uh, filmography. Yeah. Was he was he a big deal at this point? Yeah, he was. He yeah. had already. This is after. I want to say it's after Deep Red. It's after definitely after the. the Crystal Plumage and, and gotcha. Four Flies on Green yeah, yeah, yeah. which really it was ran. after the 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 bird by the crystal crystal plumage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that yeah. was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so there was a That's little one of bit of movies actually of Dario. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, and Suspiria. You know, yeah, the other I... ones, maybe some other ones, but uh, yeah, opera for me. I, I love opera. Opera, yeah. Yeah, I think there's just so much. 
good stuff going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you when were you, had he talked to you at all about? Uh, and I'm hoping this is correct for my research, but that <laughs> initially it was said in the, in the school that the girls were not older than twelve, and then the producer, his his uh, 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 his father said that ain't gonna work. So they raised the uh, age of everybody. Um, but they kept the dialogue the same. That's why they, there's a lot of that cattiness going on. Right. Were you aware of all that, or were you just playing it as it read on the page? Uh, he wanted us to play that way. Okay. He wanted us to play that way. I'm aware of that. I was aware of it, uh, I think, from the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, at some point, I kind of knew that. I actually have mentioned that in interviews myself, right? Because... You could see in the movie how he got away with it. Mm -hmm, sure. Doing the same thing with older girls that were supposed to be like 10, 10 to 12, you know? Right. Maximum 13. So, but he, that wouldn't fly, of course, because in Italy, you know, the church already, that that didn't fly very well. Suspiria didn't, wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can, right. you can't do that to kids. However, uh, you can do it today. And you know what? There's yeah. your Suspiria remake, remaking it as is with them being children, all I is right, right, right. right. Hollywood. I, I, I don't think that that's what's happening. No, no, I, no. I'll, we're going to get to that. <laughs> yeah. But see, um, you know, he kept the set. You know, like when you you see that the door handles are the level like above. You know, yeah. You have to reach above at the height of your right. head almost. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he kept those things that uh, you know psychologically. You know what I mean? Like the 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 environment is so much bigger. Like if you were like a small mm -hmm. child. All the rooms are very, even the shots are a little lower than, right. than normal. Exactly. 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 So he got away with it, and he said, "Well, you know, kind of." Uh, there you go. Yeah, well, I think it adds to the sort of nightmarish quality of it, or the dreamlike quality of the whole yeah. thing. Um, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, but as far as playing that way, yeah, he wanted to keep that like like girls. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's an old girls movie. It's really. Right. Guys, yeah. The yeah, only yeah, yeah. men that are in the movie are there to be killed, right? Right. Or the exactly. doctor who breezes in and breezes out, right? Um, uh -huh. uh, it's the film is mostly known for its visual style. I can't imagine setups between takes. It must have just been. Did it take for? Did it take forever between takes? Forever. Yeah, you, <laughs> got that right. you got that right. And it took even more because Dario is and was so uh, such a perfectionist mm -hmm. you know the, the, basically if it wasn't perfect what he had envisioned mm -hmm. he was like okay after hours of setup we would dismantle everything heal it and do it again if he didn't want <laughs> and i mean it happened yeah, yeah, I yeah, can yeah. I can only imagine. I've been on movie sets where it takes forever between setups, and <laughs> and it's nothing special. It's like they're yeah. not even. You're talking. You're sitting at it's, it's my dinner yeah, with Andre. For yeah, exactly. Sake. It's like you know, look, yeah. three lights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, he was like that for everything, mm -hmm. including um, the costumes, the makeup, 
something was out of um, didn't quite uh, align with his vision and um, it wasn't it, it, you know and he would he wouldn't talk even much he would just stand there you know <laughs> <in> the- <laughs> How unnerving would that be? (laughs) Just look at you or look at the whole thing a certain way and you will know immediately. He's like, like, look, I've got my arms crossed. I'm unhappy. Exactly. Well, well. Exactly, and he did that. He did that, the arms cross as well. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Um, there's a couple people in this film I want to I want to sort of bring up. Number one, Udo Kier shows yeah. up for a minute. I understand that, were you, of course you were, because you were talking to him. Yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, I had read someplace that because you guys were, weren't recording sound live, that you were going to loop it in ADR later. That mm-hmm. people were feeding him lines. No, that wasn't him. That was the other guy. I'm sorry, the doctor was. That was the, the, the doctor. Old, the old yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Udo Kier, Kier, that guy's fascinating to me. Um, right? Yeah, just because yeah. of his film choices is, is pretty amazing. That and um, uh, Alita Valley, who who was in things like The Third Man and Eyes Without a Face. Alita right. Valley is an Italian legend. She's a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In period, I don't know if that much uh, here as much as in Italy and in Europe. She yeah. is a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And look at the way we. As soon as she shows up, you know what who this person is. Right. You know, exactly. Right away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And amazing. you know, Alida was one of those people that um took me under her wing kind mm. of she uh it was like instant she instant liked me mm-hmm. and uh, nice. she uh, she was amazing an amazing actor and an amazing person and you go back like year if you know in her youth, and she was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah Not that yeah, she yeah. wasn't beautiful in Suspiria, right, but it, right. was, it was definitely a stern sort oh, of, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Um, but she was, a, she was, uh, and then I met her son, and her grandson as well. Mm. So, you know, I mean, Alida, she's one of my best, um, um, well, she became, you know, she became a, um, Kind of a mentor on mm. Suspiria. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Sure, I mean, sure. as mentors go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, Joan Bennett. Most know her from Dark Joan Dark Bennett. The Matriarch in Dark Shadows. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? But... Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it because she auditioned yeah. for Gone wow. with the Wind. She didn't get it, right? So here I am. This is my first day on Suspiria's set. Mm. And I get introduced, you know, on the first scene we shot, right? And here I am, and I meet Alida Valley, Jessica Harper, wow. <laughs> and uh, John Bennett. Wow. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm in deep water now. <laughs> wow, wow. It, but I held my own, and I felt like, wow, this you, is... You totally did. Absolutely, amazing, yeah. Amazing, right? Well, supposedly Argento cast her because of her relationship with Fritz Lang, and he was a big mm-hmm. Fritz Lang fan. Oh, wow. You know? And it, it, this was her last film. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Even even more. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm curious about, to my eye anyway, throughout the film, I just keep seeing Mario Baba. You do, huh? I do. I really, and, I, and, and I know. I know. <laughs> That's what, and I know Dario was like uh, director of photography for Baba. Um, was it ever discussed? No. Okay. I don't think so. Um, well, I guess here's here's the question for you. Do you see that? Do you see the connection between Argento and Bava when you're looking at Argento's films? Uh, some, you know, it, it's a genre of of uh, direct films, you know, that uh, definitely, I don't know if one not copied but got influenced by the other, sure. you know, I'm not sure how it happened. But there's definitely a line of um, uh, a way to, to to shoot that kind of film. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 But uh, I don't think Argento would like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would either. <laughs> uh, um, uh, did you have any? I noticed in the film, like Olga's very present in the first act. And, yeah, and then she kind of vaporizes. Was that on purpose? Mm, no, not really. Um, or was it, it just trimmed out? It was on purpose, but it was decided later. I was supposed to dance. Um, so I play. I'm a witch, and people don't quite understand that. But right. Oh, you're. Oh, see. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just awesome. You're in yeah, on it. Yeah. Oh, right? Okay. I'm kind okay. of, uh, you know, I kind of procure the prey for the witches. See, that makes everything right. different. She's a recruiter. I'm an idiot. I'm a fucking <laughs> idiot. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, basically what happens, and that I, you know, I live outside the school, I'm a student, I appear to be a student at the last year of... Um, you know, the dancing academy. So I sort of graduated almost already, right? right. And um, um, at the end, because of that, you know, I actually was supposed to dance a lot. Wow. I was supposed to dance at the last ballet that they mentioned, you know, the Bolshoi. Right. Uh, where everybody goes. That's when I was supposed to appear dancing. Mm. As I am that person, right? Right, the, right, the right. Lead ballerina, the yeah. And um, I trained for three months before the movie to dance, mm -hmm. and um, we never shot that scene because oh. that decided that uh, it basically would take away from the suspense. Huh. At the point, at that point, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Cut to the ballet and all that, you know, will cut away, will take away from the suspense. Right. Sure. Especially with suspense. A, right, right. The song breaking out is the worst well, thing. Well, okay. In the world. So. Yeah, exactly. And the music and everything. Yeah. My, my question for you, uh, as an insider, <clears throat> yeah. Did you agree with that decision or were you like, God damn it, I. I, I trained for all these months for this thing or did you accept it as this is the best thing for the movie well i had no i you know it I was decided i wasn't told immediately why mm -hmm. and uh it was the way it was 
Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the way I see Olga, I see that without Olga, take away Olga, right? Mm-hmm. For right. Mo- and the movie wouldn't be the same. Agreed. Uh, totally, yeah. Well, she's so integral in the mm-hmm. world building of exactly. what's going on in the school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And just because of the fact that I left everybody like that, right? Mm-hmm. W- w- wanting more of all that. What the hell? That yeah. <laughs> well, now, now that I've had my eureka moment, um, uh, it makes sense. Olga has fulfilled her job. She's gotten new right. blood, right? She's and she's right. moving on to the next thing, right? 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 Yeah, right. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I, what can I say? I wasn't happy at the moment, at the time, but. What happened as a result of that is that uh, the most talked about character in the movie, when the movie came out, mm-hmm. you should have seen what happened. Yeah. It was like crazy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. went from being a working actor, you know what I'm saying, to being not able to go around. Mm-hmm. Right, because in, people recognized yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it was insane in Italy at the time. It was yeah. Crazy. I bet. I bet. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm happy about Olga. You know? Sure, I bet. She's yeah. a great character. She's a great character. Absolutely. Yeah. When I read the script, you know, that I had not so long ago, I reread the script to, 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 you know, and I mean, I really gave that character a life of its own. You know? Sure. Like, I really created it. You absolutely Well, it's did. funny that she, she said there's the, the famous line about n- names that begin with S about the snakes. And right. yet, when you watch Olga herself moving through the crowd, it's very snake-like. She's very much like a snake. Re- yeah. I, I was reminded, I just wa- rewatched the film. I'm reminded of, of all things, um, the, the, That's the, right. the snake from Jungle Book. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. And very, yeah, that's how I, in when I sort of uh, do my, did my study on the character, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. I, 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 I looked at Olga as playing Olga, right, as an animal, as a, you know, a snake or a panther or some feline thing that, you know, would move. And will go about like even the easing, almost like Susie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, (laughs) right, it's like either that or it's like a a a feline, right? That goes like yeah, 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 yeah. So that's how I I acted it. That way, and also has a kind of a sensual but childish. It's a mix of things. Olga is a mixed character. It wasn't an easy one to play, by sure. the way. Mm-hmm. And it's no wonder, based on all of that depth, why she's so enigmatic within, the, That's right. within an already enigmatic narrative. Um, I'm curious about a couple of things. First of all, sidebar, this is the first Italian film to ever use the newly invented Steadicam. When that showed up, were you? In, did you see any of that? The Steadicam work, that big rig thing on their back. Oh, 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 yeah. No, I don't remember exactly. Okay. I think I don't remember 
Oh yeah, I do remember. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember some, some, some uh, you know, I don't know if in my scenes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. There's, there's definitely yeah. some stuff, especially the death of the two girls in yeah, Olga's house. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was a whole bunch of, like, the sets were incredible there, you know? The the camera, the the usage of camera. Oh, yeah. my God. It was like, whoa, you know, it was major. Yeah, it was it's amazing. I was just yeah. going to say, if if at this point, if there's any listener who hasn't seen Suspiria. Oh, get off your like, ass and yeah, you, do that. You, 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 <laughs> you have I mean, to see this Find movie. all these films. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because the visual style, if nothing else, is jaw-dropping. Yeah, it, it, it's, I think, what defines... You know why this film is so memorable to right. so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, the acting is is all Russell. Right. I also am, I've heard a story that the woman who played Elena Marcos was not a professional actor. Um, Jessica Harper said she was a ninety-year-old ex-hooker who Dario Argento found on the streets of Rome. Is that true? Uh, I don't know if she was a hooker. I know she wasn't a professional actor, uh-huh. and she was a very old lady. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those faces, right? When you, yeah, you know, that's right. I, I love that stuff. There's an yeah. old woman in, in Key Largo as they're getting off the boat that she doesn't say a word, but she's got right. one of the greatest faces of all time. Um, I want to ask you, before we move on to a couple of other things, um, your opinion on this remake that they're doing. Um, my opinion on the remake. Yeah, are you were, were um, you ever contacted about it? Were you? Yes, I was. Um, I was supposed to do a supposed to do. I mean, we talked about uh, with the executive producer and casting, you know. Mm-hmm. And besides, I met Guadagnino in Italy when I was in Italy uh, three years ago. Okay. Uh, uh, we talked about it, but. Um, Basically, what happened is that they, uh, you know, if I was in, if I happened to be in Italy at the time of the remake, yes. right? They would have had me. They would have put a cameo role for me. Oh, sure, nice. sure. I was yeah. here, and I was on other projects, and I would have had to be, you know, moved over there, and yes. we we didn't do it basically. Right, sure. And um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm happy that way. Right. Because sure. Olga is Olga. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Uh, as much as Jessica, I don't know. I you know I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a good decision. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But basically, I think that the remake is completely different. It sounds like it. From what I'm reading, it sounds like it. Yeah. Here's the one that got me. I read this in on IMDb. Does not feature the vibrant color palette of the original, based on not a single frame of the film. You, which, which, which makes me go. Which, then what are you doing? Exactly. Why are you remaking this film? Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't 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 ape the visual style. Present a new visual style. Right. But Suspiria without some sense of artistry at the helm. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me, uh, Barbara. Let me ask you a question. Um, so you, you know, I have to imagine at conventions and things, people always want to talk about Suspiria. Yep, um, do. <laughs> do you, right. Do you get tired of that? Do you not 
is is there a point where you're kind of like, hey, I've done a lot of other stuff too? Um, I, I don't get tired of talking about it. Um, I kind of uh, wish that uh, people knew me for the other stuff as well. Absolutely, sure. right. You know, also particularly here because. Obviously, I'm here now. I've been here for several years, you know, in the States. And I, um, I, w- I was uh, going to I was gonna ask, I'm sorry, I don't yeah. mean to interrupt your thought, but I was going to ask, at what point did you, at what point did you move to the United States? When was that? I moved to the United States. I, I first came to the United States in 1985 to shoot uh, Cut and Run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle, right? And then I liked the professionalism here. Mm, sure. I thought, wow, now this is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unlike Italy, it was kind of, you know, some things that happen in Italy on productions and on filming, you know, would never happen here. Sure, it's like filming in Hong Kong. Right. Things get really squirrely. Yeah. (laughs) But now it's changing. But anyway, um, so I thought, ah, hmm, I could come back here. I, I, then later on, you know, in close to the 2000, actually, I came back here and actually moved here officially, you know, um, in, uh, Though I was back and forth and not decided completely, you know, but because I was, um, I had the kids with me, at some point I had to stop somewhere, you know, settle somewhere. Absolutely. And and I made a decision that was sort of uh, beneficial not to just me or, you know, it was also for my sons, right, Mm -hmm. that I thought would have a better chance here than uh, in Italy at the time, you know? Sure, so, sure. And I was right about that because they're doing great and they, you know, they both, you know. And uh, But as far as me, um, you know, I, I, I think that uh, the best way would have been to move to the States when I had uh, Suspiria, mm, huh, you know, sure, at sure. that moment. You know, uh, later on, I mean, whatever. Uh, I'm here now. Got to make the best of it, you know. And and uh, I don't. I think I could um, definitely um, uh, still, you know, do some roles here that could be interesting. Oh, I sure. just wish that people uh, here, you know, in the industry. Uh, would see that I have, I'm not just a horror actress, I haven't just done Suspiria, you right. know, I have a wide range, and, and uh, I could play different characters, that's, that's all. That's well, with, with that in mind, let me ask, uh, as a fan, you as a fan, strictly it, unrelated to your work in the industry, do you have a favorite genre do you do, what are you a sucker for what do you like to watch <laughs> oh goodness um, what are your favorite movies my favorite movies well you know I, I i can say i have a favorite movie because um a great movie for me is a movie that 
communicate something at the time for me, you know, that uh, get that is well shot and so forth. So I do have a few that are, you know, that I've been watching. Like one of them that I used to watch uh, quite a bit, you know, is the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. So that's a movie that I think, wow. Yeah, yeah. So my genre of movie, what I would, you know, I I like different genres. I don't particularly like the horror genre of movie, what's being done now Mm -hmm. here. I don't particularly like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's not, uh, it shows too much. It's too much uh, gruesome stuff. And it, it doesn't leave in the balance of suspense and, and, and showing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it lacks it, that gravitas that is important yeah, to have yeah. great... Yeah, I hear you. And I think they do it to themselves, to be honest. Yeah. They, they shoot I, for such a weird low combination. Um, as much as I like a giallo, and giallo originally was, you know, novels like an, uh, you know, mm-hmm. crime police kind of thing, you know, crime scene kind of thing. Uh, and then Argento actually made Giallo become horror, mm-hmm. you know, right. to speak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but, you know, I like a thriller. I yeah. definitely like a suspense thriller. I like adventure, you know, action. But um, I don't... Okay. Um, that's that fair enough. Shawshank is a great film. Yeah, absolutely. That has to be frustrating when you are known uh, for one for, genre. For, yeah, for one yeah, genre, yeah, yeah. and but you'd like to do other things. Exactly, I, it is frustrating. Now you, we, you, definitely. No. Um, I obliquely want to hit Sister Ursula, and I know this is the film that you mentioned previously. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but specifically, uh, I I want to tie it into uh, 1978's Blazing Flowers, um, where on yep. which you worked. Uh, Al Cliver from Zombie was in that movie, right. and so was Mark Perel, your husband. Yeah, um, he was in Sister Reversal as well. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that production and? Um, and and your thoughts on the way they handled the assembly of the film? Does that does that make sense? Sure. Okay. Good. Well, for oh, okay yeah. for listeners who aren't maybe familiar with these films, mm-hmm. what exactly makes this contentious? Um, basically, uh, Sister of Ursula, I'm starring in, um, and. Um, it came after Suspiria, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I'm playing a starring role now. And um, I was happy about that. When I read the script and I accepted the movie, uh, it was a psychological thriller. Uh, something that I had to, you know, research. Mm-hmm. Uh, behavior of the character, this this young girl, you know, whose father died, this sisters, you know, whose father dies, and and so forth. I researched the character, and I, you know, applied myself to to play a good Ursula, you know, star in this role. Sure. And um, of course, also, I don't know if people have seen the movie or not, but I am, you know, 
um, uh, basically, I'm, there is some scenes, right? Ursula kills people, basically, that are having sex, mm-hmm. okay? Because she thinks that's what killed his father, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in her psychosis, right? So basically, uh, there were scenes, of course, you know, where I kill, but they weren't shown the the way they they did, you see. And that part, I remember exactly when it happened that I noticed on set, we were like almost done with the movie, halfway through or three quarters through the movie, you know. Um, uh, I remember the producer... And the director talking, you know, in the in the restaurant of right. the hotel where we were shooting, and something wasn't right. But they didn't tell me anything. Then later on, there were closed sets, right, where not even me could go, right. Huh. Wow. And um, and some scenes were shot in the bedroom where I was, you know, staying actually. Right. And, and I was like, okay, what is going on here? Hmm. But then, you know, I forgot all about that. And what do I know? That after the movie was finished and so forth, and I'm seeing the movie for the first time, all these scenes were added. Oh, jeez. With like body doubles or something? Yeah, there were people that were not known oh. that then became, all of a sudden became actors. They have names on the, on the, on the credits now. Right. You know, but the story of that movie is they wanted to make more money. The producer was going to get some money, more, you know, wanted to make more money. And thought that adding uh, the sex scenes, you know, Uh would uh, actually, you know, increase the money they would make. Uh, Ironically, you know, that was the, the end of the movie. That was the end of the producer. And it was yeah. the end of the director. It was the end of the other actors. Nobody ever worked anymore, except for me. Well, yeah, I, well I, I have to believe that, that as soon as that happens... That gets around. That, and it, one, it gets around, and two, it, it, it takes away any legitimacy right. that your movie had. Um, you bet. It also, within the context of the film, the, those, these scenes, they, they, they rip you out of this nice little... Yeah, you get something cool going. going on, and then boom. Yeah, yeah. Right. right, exactly. And then it gets into this this heavy graphic, and uh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was horrified. Yeah, I horrified. Bet. Also because that was associated with the, you know, stuff I didn't want to be associated with sure. at all. Absolutely. Oh, and and I felt in a way betrayed, you know, and I couldn't do anything about it because it was too late. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that was yeah. Okay, we're going to move on to that. Yeah. The film after that you made with uh, Rogero Diodato. It's called Cut and Run. It's also known as Inferno in Diretto. This film fascinates me. Yeah. I hear, I hear stories of a coke-fueled Willie Ames tearing up <laughs> hotel rooms, and I just want to be there and watch. Tell he me was the, fired, I think. What's that? He was fired. He yeah, was fired. yeah. Well, it's got this weird collection of a cast in that it's Karen Black shows up for a minute. Sure. Young Eric LaSalle from um, yeah. ER. 
Michael yeah. Berryman shows up doing exactly what Michael, what Berryman, Michael does. Berryman does. Yeah. The great Richard Lynch is in yeah. there oh scowling yeah. his way through. The... <laughs> it's just this glorious thing. I understand that it was originally wrote as a they wanted a sequel to Cannibal Holocaust and yeah. and and Ruggiero Diodato gave him this instead. Yes. It's a fascinating movie. <laughs> it's um to me, the way I see it, I uh, uh, Ruggiero Dorado, Cannibal Holocaust, and this movie uh, to me is like, wow! I don't, I don't know if I want to watch it. <laughs> that's honest truth. That's probably that's probably uh, you know a, a we, testament to we the have movie. So much going on for real in in the world that I don't know if I want to go to the movies and watch that on top of what's going on. Yeah, you know? sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody that takes entertainment, uh, like, you know what I'm saying, that thinks that, that is entertainment, I don't know, I question their <laughs> Well, it's, it's inherent, and there's a sub-sub-sub-genre that we've talked a little yeah. bit about here called Third World Cannibal Films, right. where that's all they deal in is <laughs> yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of atrocity. Yeah. And um, an atrocity, but it goes on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it you almost know, takes this weird. Captain Run is a true story. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's inspired by a true story, and uh, it's horrible. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not saying it doesn't exist, or one can make a movie about it. But I wouldn't go watch it. It's just. I think it's just important to realize that whenever you go see these types of movies that uh, shit like this goes on for real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you well, need to they, be aware of yeah. it. Yeah, but that may, be, that may be will wake some people up. Yeah, right, yeah. right. The thing that fascinates me about Cut and Run is, is is it's such a weird little time capsule. And I say weird in the best of all possible ways. Um, it's this weird time capsule of 85. Yeah. The fashions, there's mullets for days. Sure, sure. And it's got this sort of weird, this keep using the word weird i don't mean to um it's got this sensibility that's sort of you can tell that like diodato is just going like eh, i don't know <laughs> let's just do this and it looks great yeah. and, that, and it, that guy i don't know he's still working he still manages to yeah um i was with him at a film festival in france actually uh, uh a few years ago mm -hmm. and uh yeah but, you know, I mean, to me, what it was, cut and run, it was fun because I came to the States. Although sure. I was supposed to play a bigger role, uh, the, the girlfriend role. Mm -hmm. uh, but Deodata will tell me, you know, it would even tells it in the special features or in interview, you know. He was in love with that girl, so he hired her instead, you know. Right, yeah. Uh, that's the kind of... Mm, comment he would make so yeah. i ended up with a pretty much i get killed right away mm -hmm. but i got to see to to go to miami to work after you know uh mark my husband mark Perel death you know and i needed the work i needed to um you know get back in uh get back in groove you know and and yeah. uh from that point of view, I appreciate um, 
Ruggero Paladin for for a role. You yeah, know, that's exciting. Going yeah, to Miami absolutely. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. America and and seeing how that all works. And yeah, and I had the best time in Miami. I loved it. Mm. I loved it. Awesome. And I'm, yeah, so <laughs> it, was, it was fun. Overall, it was fun. And I was like half, you know, with the the knives in my in my knees, you know, in my legs. <laughs> and I remember I was like displayed like that and, yeah. you know, couldn't move. It was the makeup, you know, and the special. <laughs> so, so long, I couldn't move. So people were bringing me. So all the actors were standing around me, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, for a break, and we would eat. Uh, it was it was hilarious. People are bringing just, you food. I just imagine layer <laughs> knives in your legs and saying, "I'm a ballerina, damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about the films you've been making recently. Things like uh, Blood on Mealy's Moon, Violent uh, Shit, um, My Haunted House. Um, are those films coming about now because of the conventions that you're doing, and you're meeting? new filmmakers and people that are mounting productions no or you're going no. after you're doing like uh, the whole uh, blood on melia's moon yeah. came about uh because when i went to italy luigi cots he said oh you you're here i'm doing this movie he decided to do this movie mm-hmm. you know and uh so he asked me if i wanted to play something in it and i said yeah why not why not you awesome. know and uh, so I did this, and it was fun. And now the movie, actually, I'm I'm gonna be selling the DVD myself, you know. Uh, nice, on, nice. Uh, right, and uh, you know, actually, I just uh, you know heard from uh, Luigi is gonna basically I have okay to uh, look for distribution here or and or sell the DVD. So you know, nice. It's, uh, it's you know a Luigi Cotti movie. It's yeah. a, he's great. Yeah, uh, interesting yeah, yeah. story. It's an interesting story. is is a dual universe, and I. It's funny because I found some truth in that movie actually, and it it is completely something else than whatever people think it is, you know. And it's worth looking at. It is worth watching. I think it is. Um, and uh, the other one, uh, violent shit. I. They, you know, By the Luigi, way, great title. <laughs> Luigi Cozzi talked to uh, Luigi Pastore, you know, the director uh-huh. of Violent Shit. And um, he said, ah, you know, Barbara, she's a name, you know, why not? So I did this thing. Um, you know, I was in Italy, you know, these guys are friends for a long time, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I thought I'd do it, but I, I'm not. Um, that's one thing I don't. You know, I. It was a small thing. It's a cameo role. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Have you? Yeah. Seen, well, have you seen the movie? No, I haven't seen it, and I won't see it. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. It's gotcha. a. Gotcha. It's a rough kind of rough. Sure, sure, sure. Although it ha- does have. Uh, there seemed to be a lot of little tiny roles in that movie. Enzo Castellari is in that movie for a minute or so. Uh-huh. Giovanni Lombardo Radici is in that movie. Yeah, I was in the same scene. In the then. same scene? Yeah. With, mm-hmm. with, with which one of them? Uh, when uh, I get attacked and killed. No, right. <laughs> no, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I love it's, that guy. That guy uh, that's, uh, here's another guy that doesn't get his proper. This is funny. Before I was playing roles where I killed people. Yeah. Now I get killed. Now yeah. you get killed. It's the it's the arc of the actor, right? You go from <laughs> killing to being killed. Um, what do you got going now? What What are you up to now? Well, right now uh, I am um, well doing a bunch of conventions here. That's, nice. Uh, uh, um, you know, I got a few screenings, you know, coming up of Suspiria, the L.A. premiere here of the remastered DVD, you know, with a um, Dario coming. We're going to have a Q&A. Wow. You know, on uh, October 1st and 2nd, you know, so Udo Kier is be there as well. Nice. Um, so that- we got a lot of uh, on Suspiria going on this year, right? Because sure. it's the 40th anniversary. Yeah. Aside from that, I started producing and um, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, barely in pre-production, okay, mm-hmm. to produce a movie, a giallo. Um, now we're talking. Of, of my own. Yeah, and you got my attention Nice. Now. Yes. And um, where I would play myself... Um, a spiritual investigator, hmm. uh, you know, an agent in the police force, a special unit, but I'm a spiritual investigator. Hmm. And, um, I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, it's a, it's a good uh, it's a good story, but I'm not going to disclose it right no, now. No, I don't, I don't expect you to. I do will say then that... Then I'm writing my autobiography. Oh, and nice. Which is, um, I've been working at it for a while, you know, and, um, and then I'm, um, you know, auditioning here and there, and I have a, you know, I've been offered something that, uh, you know, uh, I will actually shoot in December. Nice. So I'm gonna say. Nice. Excellent. Well, if you guys have a chance out there and you are at a convention and you see and Barbara's there, by all means, go by and 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 buy whatever she's she's doing. Get her to sign some stuff. You you are so cordial. I've seen you at cons a couple times, and you're you're just the nicest person ever. So, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm I, and here we are. I'm going to say again what I always say. You are invited back to our show anytime, ma'am. Barbara, if we ever have even just a topic that you're even remotely oh. interested in, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking a Giallo with Barbara oh, Van Gogh show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to do a Giallo show forever, but these these mugs. <laughs> okay, well, thanks again for coming. Hey, if you want to do a show, I'm in. Awesome. Like awesome. Show about, awesome. Yeah, we could talk. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, good. Um, thank you again for coming on. We are going to take a break, and we will be back in just a sec.
Okay, so we're back. Dude, awesome. What a great, great yeah. interview. Yeah, she's um, so like uh, so forthcoming and, and and just genuinely nice. And giving you a real glimpse into a, a, a time capsule. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, going through our second hour here, let's see. A um, couple of deaths. Mostly big. They were kind of big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, WWF heel. Yeah, and and as such, I was never a fan. Yeah, me either. But he was identifiable. I could pick was, him out of a crowd. Exactly, and he was he, he. I think he did exactly what he was supposed to do, in that you hated him. I hated him. Yeah. And I wasn't even a fan of the. Of yeah, the, I'm. You know, growing a, up as a casual, a, you know, you would see wrestling on. It was yeah. always like, you know, that guy and. Ted DiBiase and he why be, I know these names I don't even know. He but. would be the guy that I would cite as to why I don't like wrestling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's so he's gone. Yeah. Um. Uh. Then Jake LaMotta. Yeah. Um. I was surprised he was in his 80s or 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I was surprised that he was still around. To be <laughs> to to be honest, I, I yeah. you know I hate to say that I hate yeah, to be that no. guy. But Absolutely. I, the last thing that I remembered reading about Jake LaMotta was when Raging Bull came out. And uh, there was an article in one of one of the magazines I read at the time. It was probably Fighting Stars. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, talking about um, uh, how he was employed on set in that he was part of the uh, artistic process. Oh, so cool. that was really cool. That is very cool. Yeah. Uh, last thing I heard about Jake LaMotta, Doug Stano does a bit about how him and Jake LaMotta were neighbors in Bisbee. Oh, wow. And it's he, it's a very different story. Because <laughs> it talks that. about a very old um, Jake LaMotta and yeah. his wife doing a, a, a show called The Lady and the Champ. Where she where she got up and played music and song song sang songs and he periodically stand up and deliver a line or whatever. Gotcha. Um, look it up on YouTube. It's yeah. hilarious, but it paints a really bleak picture. Um, and then finally, Bernie Casey, um, best known for "I'm Gonna Get You Sucker." He yeah. Was in Cleo he was the. In a weird way, I thought about this this week. Um, in a weird way, he was the love interest, the boyfriend. Uh, in Cleopatra Jones. Yes. In many ways, he, as Cleopatra Jones was a woman basically playing a man, a, a male-type character, Roll at took the charge, time. Sure. all those stuff, Bernie Casey was very much kind of the femme fatale in that. Yeah, piece. yeah, yeah. And it was a, I never noticed that that switching, but now yeah. that I have noticed, I can't see anything you else. You can't see it, yeah. Uh, it, what's been surprising to me is the number of people who have gone online and expressing love for Bernie Casey because of the movie, the 1973 made-for-television movie Gargoyles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, because that's one of my favorite movies yeah, of yeah, all yeah. time. I love that movie. Um, that movie had, like, a huge impact on me as a child. I bet. And, uh, I, you know, and until people really started talking about it, I didn't realize that that was Bernie. You know, under all that goop. You're under all this Stan yeah, Winston yeah. makeup. Well, yeah. it's really weird that I a lot of the that feedback I'm hearing is from women talking about how hot he was. Right. And I'm like, that's got a little... As the gargoyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Uh, let's see, moving on to news. Um, Sony is making a film based on a Dan Simmons book called Summer of Night. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Dan Simmons for me is either 
blindingly hot. Like, yeah. just like, fuck, yeah. Yeah, yeah, This yeah, yeah, is yeah. the guy that I want to be whenever I fucking write something. Or it's... Uh, Some I, of it collapses under the weight of its own... Well, narrative. like, for example, uh, my two favorite Dan Simmons books are um, Summer of Night mm-hmm. and uh, Drood. And so, based on those two books, I'm like, oh, I've got to read everything this guy right, right, ever right. did. And then whenever I read stuff like The Terror, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. I can't remember now, but the one about the uh, the um, oh, Rushmore. Um, it, it, anyway, I'm kind of like, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Inspiration does hit. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. and again. Exactly. Yeah. But... Having said that, Summer of Night, holy fuck, dude. Yeah. That is one of the greatest books I've ever read. And I hear it's going to, I want to, I'm looking up my notes real quick. I want to say it's going to Showtime. Dude. Um, Which means that they're going to get away with a lot more than they would have done. Dude, it would, I I am so on board. Yeah. Like, it is like, it is like Stephen King and Ray Bradbury on steroids. Well, I just don't understand. There are these classic books out there, and you're remaking everything else. Are you remaking yeah. this? Or are you making that? Um, you know, where's the Necroscope films? Where's right, the right, right. Ra- uh, McCammon? Oh my God, films? A Boy's Life! Could you imagine a, a Boy's Life as song a or something fucking, like that? Oh my God, it's crazy. Yeah. So hopefully this this is a sign that people are waking up to that. You know, Robert McCammon is one of those guys that's like. He has, he. It's almost like he has two careers. Mm. He has these like, I don't know, for lack of a better word, kind of pulpy horror things mm-hmm. that I'm not that excited about. And then he has these other things that are just like, where the fuck did this come yeah, from? Yeah, you yeah. know, like real broad and, and good. his 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 uh his series that started with uh, um, sings the Nightbird. Yeah. Holy shit! That would be a. Uh, those would be amazing. Films. Yeah, and, and instead we get Fast and Furious. Right. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Netflix is, has done a series called Troll Hunters. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is involved in. That's a that's a really cool book, by the way. If you ever uh, Troll Hunters, it's a kids book. It's, yeah. It's. I mean, as long as you know that ahead of time going into it. Right. It's it's. Well, del Toro's producing it. Um, they've just signed for season two and they've added Lena Headley and uh, Mark Hamill. Now, is it live action? No. Okay. Because I saw that there was a cartoon coming out and I was less excited about mm-hmm. that than if it had been live yeah, action. Yeah, and it's not lush animation. It's it, When sure. I saw it, it looked very computer-y. It's kind of this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele. it's Peel. a great book. If you ever get a chance, read Troll Especially Hunters. if you have kids. Yeah, yeah it's a great yeah. read to them. Absolutely. Books. Jordan Peele is doing a Nazi hunter movie called The Hunt, um, like a modern Nazi, Nazi hunter thing. Sure, okay. Which, in, in this climate, sure. Yeah. Um, I do worry about, there's a propensity now with certain actors and, and filmmakers, Kevin Smith, um, Quentin Tarantino, sometimes Robert Rodriguez, where they're doing all this stuff, they're, Del Toro, they're right. doing all this stuff, it gets announced, but only a sliver of it ever makes it to market. Right, exactly. So I'll believe that when I see it. Sure, sure, sure. I, I am excited for his Lovecraft Country. That yeah. that, that is a done great. deal, and that looks that book is amazing. Once so. again, it's all it's all that mythology that you know you're so busy trying to erect these creaky, creaky outlander worlds, and it's right. like we're well, here. Here's this ready-made yeah, property. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
it was announced this week. Well, a couple of weeks ago, they announced that Arnold is going to revisit or be in James Cameron's produced Terminator. Yeah. This week, they announced that Linda Hamilton is coming back, and she's already in training for it. Okay, cool. It's so difficult with properties like that, because as we've seen with Ridley Scott and the Alien franchise, it can it can go either way, you know? Look at, look at Genesis, Terminator Genesis. Right. Um, by the way, by, uh, by the way, Terminator Salvation mm-hmm. gets a lot of shit. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's a solid movie. A solid I, movie. Yeah, I don't... What I, I had read is that Cameron is going to dismiss every, every film in the series except for the ones that he did, which is number one and number two. Right. Okay. Okay. Sure. Cool. Sure. All right. I guess that'll work. I'd be interested to see him do something other than the umpteen million Avatar sequels that he's supposedly yeah, been working on. Over yeah. the next, I think, 10 or 12 years. Right. So. Yeah. By, by the way, Avatar, I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. I, don't get me wrong. I think it's a fine movie. There are some things in it that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the homages to Edgar Rice Burroughs. Um, that are in it, mm-hmm. um, and I love Stephen Lang. Stephen, Stephen Lang is great. Nice. Yeah. I, Forever my choice for Doc Savage. It'll yeah, never yeah, happen, yeah, yeah. but he was my choice for Cable, as a matter of fact, in go. the Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I will say there are moments in Avatar that always make me pound my head on a desk. Sure. It, it, well, and that's the other. That's the other side of the coin. Is like I'm like I'm on board. Don't do these dumb things. Yeah. I don't see how... Well, anything's possible. But I just don't see how you pull four more movies out of that story. I don't either. I, so I, there's that. Yeah. Um, there's a rumor going around that... Uh, I'm going to fuck his name up. Taika Waititi, who directed uh, the... We Are What... We are what we do in the shadows, whatever, the vampire right, thing. Right, right. Is doing the werewolf movie? No. Um, and now he has done Thor Ragnarok. Based on the early reviews of Thor Ragnarok, there's talk that they're going to give him Akira. Which <sighs> I wonder about it, because okay. when you look at Thor Ragnarok, it's got such a cartoony, yeah. comic booky feel that I don't know how we would get... I don't know. I, you know, it, it, seems like, it seems like Hollywood is like balancing... What are your storytelling mm-hmm. skills? Yeah. And what is your clout in the fan community? And are you willing to play along? Yeah. With well, what the totally. studio wants yeah. us to do? Here's here here's the movie a, we're the, making. Yeah. You went on board. You better. Yeah. Exactly. Because a lesson was learned, and I'm actually kind of excited that um, in today's mail I should be getting the new Ghost in the Shell. And I'm interested in seeing that because I don't. I it can't be as bad as people think it is. Upset it is, but with Akira, I'm going to be honest here. About midway through, that that story gets really muddy, hard to follow, and um, it just becomes this big squishy. You better thing. You better have a really strong visual style. Yeah, and if you don't grab the that story, audience. I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's solid and then it starts to it starts to kind of I don't know. Once once uh, uh, the the kid starts to manifest. Yes. You know, I think once you get past the 
the scene in the in the street when all the glass breaks right it starts to get really wonky and if you don't grab an audience with that opening clown chase on the motorcycle yeah, yeah, yeah. you're lo- you're fucked yeah and a lot of people have been talking about this this is one of those films where I'm kind of I kind of think you know we don't need to do this no exactly I think Akira in and of itself as a as a cartoon mm-hmm. is is amazing mm-hmm. I I love it and uh d- despite whatever flaws it may have uh, I here's how I feel about that movie for the first I don't know half I'm totally on board and then it starts to fall apart for me mm-hmm. but then at the end it comes back together for me there's a horrifying moment in Akira when the when the girlfriend when the girlfriend oh my god yeah it's the, so visceral yeah but I don't know I mean and it shows you how far Tetsuo is gone yeah yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. he's just he's no longer there. It's uh, it's just one of those things. I think you know, it's either it's either going to work or it's not, of course. But I mean, they I would think that they would just leave it alone after um, the reception of Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. So, um, it's been tried a couple of times. Remember when Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio was going to DiCaprio be tried the... to do it. Uh, uh, Jami Collette Sarah was going to direct yeah, it yeah, at yeah. one point, and yeah, it just falls apart. It's like make your own shit, guys. Uh, stills from um, Terry Pratchett's Good Omens um, are hitting the internet. Right. Um, David Tennant, Michael Sheen, and fans are losing their mind. They I, say it I, looks great. Yeah, I, I think it... You know, given the people involved, I think it's going to hit all the, the proper notes. And sure. It'll be great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4 is seeking a big name to play Eddie Murphy's partner. Why? I, I Yeah. Yeah, we're going to move on. Yeah. Uh, I think it just, that's just a really, Beverly Hills Cop 4 just, it sounds like, if it had been made in the 80s and suddenly rediscovered, to be, like, to be hey, honest, we found this movie. To be right. honest, I don't remember Beverly Hills Cop 3. I, I mean, I know Bridget Nielsen's in there look somewhere, and, and there's a gun club, I think that's 2. It gets really muddy. Was was Judge Nelson? At, yeah, you know, Judge, yeah, Ryan Held, whatever. Ryan Held. God, yeah. Nelson. What the Judd. Hell? It's yeah. Judd and Judge Judd. Let's see. They uh, some Feda Alvarez, who did Don't Breathe and the Evil Dead remake, right? Is I guess helming Girl, the Girl in the Spider's Web, the, the this follow up to uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. They just cast Claire Foy, who's in the clown, the, cr- the clown, the crown on, on Netflix. Um, I'm I'm all for them making those books into movies. Um, I'm not. I, I <laughs> I'm not because those books were made into movies already, and they're fucking awesome. I movies. agree. Yeah, I'll I'll give you that. Really? But on the other hand, the Americanized version isn't terrible. Well, it may not be terrible, but it's like. It's redundant. What and, is the line of, no thanks, we already got one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about Let Me In. That's how I feel about... Agreed. Uh, what was the uh, the La Femme Nikita? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, something Return, Point of No Return. or Something like that, yeah. Something. With Bridget with, Fonda. With Bridget Fonda. It was just like, well, this is stupid. You're just redoing the, the same movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I, I always feel like... I always feel offended when Hollywood does that because it's like, oh, you think I'm too stupid to watch a to foreign read. film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But there, you'll hear a lot of uh, executives and stuff say that audiences don't like to read. Oh, fuck them. And I hear it from people all the time. I don't like... 
I know people that are re- respected film journal- journalists that right. will say they don't like a film with subtitles and they don't like a film in black and white. Well, they need to turn it's in like, their fucking wow. card. They wow. need to turn in their I don't card. About that. Two last things. Um, Bill Clinton is writing a book with James Patterson called The President is Missing. Uh, and it just got picked up on for Showtime for a series. Well, uh, okay, as weird as it sounds, right? If you're going to be writing that type of movie, yeah, who better than, than an ex president? Than an ex president, yeah, yeah who's yeah, able yeah. to actually tell you what the fuck and not like. the point break ex president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, uh, this is weird. Um, Tarantino said he he'd be down to direct a Star Trek movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, My initial response is no. Can you say engage, motherfucker? (laughs) Samuel L. Jackson as Captain Kirk. Uh, That may just be more... Oh my god, Samuel L. Jackson as uh, Lieutenant Uhura. (laughs) Male Uhura. Gender swap it. It's an all-female crew, and there's like... Right, and then there's the one... Uh, oh, that's funny. I, um, they do say his this. They, I knew that his next film was going. One of his next two films. He has, says he has two more. Right, and then he's done. Then he's done. According, like the Who. <laughs> um, oh I, my God! When was the last? When was the first Who? Farewell tour. Farewell tour. Yeah. It was in like about four or five tours ago. Yeah. yeah. But he's doing this Manson family film. Yeah. Which, okay. I I get that. I'm on board for that. I think he he will do that. Justice. And then he's still saying he's going to do Kill Bill 3. Okay. Which the story I heard was uh, Viveka A. Fox's daughter, when memory in the kitchen, she right. says... Right, we got these two daughters now. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, not yeah, going to yeah, fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tarantino doing a Star Trek film, though, it it's one of those ideas that is so weird that I kind of go, yeah, all right. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> see what happens. Like, you might get me to watch a Star Trek movie. Yeah, try not... Yeah! <laughs> Try not to, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just talking see, to somebody the other day. Jackson going, that's some good Tranya. <laughs> For you, those of you who know what Tranya is. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I hadn't done this in years, but, you know, they were talking about, they were, they were geeking out Star Trek, Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, Star Trek, it, it's the same thing I always did. It's like I'd make this jacking off motion. I'd say, Star Trek, Star Wars, whatever. It's yeah, yeah, thing. it's all the same. And there was like, oh, oh yeah, my God. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> I don't know about that. that. They need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did also hear that uh, Last Jedi wrapped. So, Wait, what? Last Jedi. Oh, the... Uh, episode Eight. eight. Is uh, <laughs> it's it's wrapped and uh, they okay, and they're cool. gonna move on. I'm sure it'll be cool. Going through trailers this I week. I get to see Rogue One. And the Rogue One's been on Netflix for a long time, and I always go, "Yep, there it is." Well, Woo, right by it. I bought it. I have it on disc. <laughs> really? Home. Yeah, I have it on disc at home. But we have this tradition of we wait until the new Star Trek or the Star uh, Trek Star, Star Wars, Wars movies coming out, then we watch the old huh. one. Yeah. I, yeah, I, that we're is, gonna I get to know. a couple things that I've I've seen <laughs> recently that I'm 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 making an effort to to sit down and and I watch a movie a day, but I specifically I want to watch something new, right? As because otherwise I've been well, I just really, noticed 
it's easy for me to go back and look at really old films yeah, and stuff like and that. Yeah, and that's what I do, is I go back and I yeah. rewatch the movies that I like. But I got a couple here that I think that, that cool. are going to be fun. Uh, going through trailers, we're going to start with, uh looks like a Netflix thing called Alias Grace, uh, about a girl, a woman that is in an asylum. It's like life in an a, asylum. Yeah, and I want to say it's the... 17, 1800s century? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, uh, it looks really cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm, I'm, I'm very much on board. Um, so much of my watching is dictated according to time mm-hmm. these days and how much time I have. Yeah. Um, but it does look cool and I'm excited about it and I'm... And I was, I was kind of, uh... Uh, there's a supernatural element at some point. It seems like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's and, hard and to say too much about it. Yeah, but, yeah. and uh, uh, so I'm, I'm, yeah. It, it definitely looks cool. It was one of those things where I thought, yeah, I, I might. Depending on how many episodes it is, it doesn't give that away, or whether it's just a film. But I would add it to my queue definitely. Um, next up is a documentary on Clive Davis. Most people don't know who Clive Davis is. But Clive Davis was really? a record executive. Yeah, a lot of people don't. He headed up Arista Records, and without Clive Davis, you don't get things like Whitney Houston. You don't get, you know, his career. Patty Smith. Patty Smith. It spans this this crazy '60s to present. And it's this. Uh, I mean, you talk about eclectic. This guy yeah. was really good at picking. Um, Picking the person mm-hmm. for whatever genre it was, mm-hmm. you you know you get guys like Rick Rubin who are kind of like you know they're 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 known for a particular thing, and right? He, and he did branch out a little bit, but Clive Davis was all over the board, and mm-hmm. he just like recognized um, talent, yeah, regardless of what the genre was. Yeah, and he knew like he knew a hit when he when he heard one, and and, and an artist that was able to provide. A stream of them, um, but yeah, I'm I'm on board. I'm on board with this in a big bad way. Um, next up, a film called Faces Places. Um, it looks to me sort of a documentary. For one of a, it feels like a documentary um, about a, a very young ar- visual artist and a very old sort of legendary artist get together and they collaborate. Uh, it it is a documentary. I yeah. think I think what's his name? Jr. I, I want to say remember. his name. It, it, he's kind of a Banksy type guy. Yeah. He, he does these big, um, like murals. I think it's a real thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he does these big murals and uh, it, it looks cool. Yeah. I, I, it's. I, I love the idea of some someone young and someone old getting together to collaborate. Yeah. I think that's really fascinating. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it looks great. I, I don't know if I'm going to go to the theater and see no. it. No. I might. If it's on Netflix, I definitely will show sure. it on. So, um, Tomb Raider. Uh, uh, relaunch of the, of the series. Looks a lot more like the last video game that they put out. I'm unfamiliar with the video games. Um, I understand that's where Tomb Raider comes from. Right. Well, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying they they kind of rebooted the video game uh-huh. and gave it a more realistic and a grittier feel. I was gonna say it looks more, yeah, for lack of a better word, realistic and. Uh, that's what James Bond. Our our you know our protagonist isn't just this big boobed 
right. you know, uh, chick running around through the jungle, which I'm, sh which I know fueled the original mm -hmm. uh, video Those game. Those big conical breasts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and as further uh, propagated by the Angelina Jolie mm -hmm. movies, um, which are, in and of themselves aren't terrible, right. but this looks more like it could be a solid film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it looks fine. I, it doesn't look like anything I'm ex terribly excited mm -hmm. about. Um, but, uh, you know, if they do something really cool with it, sure, why not? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the game is amazing in that, uh, shout out to Brian Horton, who's a buddy of mine that worked on that game. Um, uh, like, there, uh, my daughter was playing it, um, and there's like a scene of her, she falls into the water, and as she's being rushed downstream, um, it, she, they die, the character dies, uh, and so you have to start over again, whatever, but she's impaled by a branch under the jaw that comes straight out of her mouth, and okay. it's really graphic and bloody, and so, I was like, holy shit, so... So they're not afraid to, to fuck with their hero. Yeah, and it looks like they did a lot of green screen stuff where the, uh, Alicia Vikestanders, who's an ex-Machina, mm -hmm. um, is really doing these crazy jumps from one platform to another sure. that, you know, I'm sure she's wired up, but... Right, right. Um, it looks, it looks, you know, I think it'll do... If it can overcome an audience, um, not, you know, kind of being like, we've already been here, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it might do well. Um, a movie called Light of the Moon looks like a, something about a, a relationship film after a woman is raped. Yeah, I, um, it looks really cool because it, it seems to me that it talks about the things that other movies that have uh, confronted this issue don't talk about mm -hmm. um, the the difficulty in whatever your um, relationship is mm -hmm. afterwards. I think um, it, it's on it, how on how men try to make it about them. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the idea of how do you how do you reform the tactile bonds that we need as people mm -hmm. when every bit of that tactile interaction reminds you of reminds you of this horrible, horrible thing right exactly um yeah. it looks really heavy and yeah. uh looks like it's acted well and it's directed well it it it, it falls under that category that i like to say as <coughs> important i think it's yeah. i think it's probably i think the discussion is yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um, next up, a film called Secret Scripture, Eric Bana, Vanessa Redgrave, Rune Amari. Um, it falls in very closely with Alias Grace uh, in that it has to do with a woman that is put into an asylum because they accuse her of killing her baby or mm -hmm. something like that. Is this the World War II yeah. era? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, told there's a lot of flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, something about uh, a... Um, one of the enemy parachutes in to enemy territory, and this girl takes care of him, gets pregnant by him. It looks to me like uh, uh, I think there's a trope in in romance novels and movies mm -hmm. where the the other mm -hmm. um, shows up, yeah, and you wind up having an affair with. The sure. other, you know, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the person from the other side, kind the of enemy, the spirit of the, the water is right. Yeah, in well, a weird yeah, way. yeah, 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 
Um, you mean Shape of the Water? Shape, Shape of the Water. Of water. I Dude, I'm so excited for that yeah. movie. It's like it's, everything I see and everything I hear about it makes me excited. Um, it looks good. Uh, Secret Scripture. I remember when I was cutting trailers from the from the multitude that I cut from. Um, it was one that I just thought I don't know. It, it feels like uh, uh, it's going to get some notice. Yeah. And so there's that. I think I think that the Beguiled starts out that way. Yeah. And then it takes a turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> next up is a uh, film called Wonderstruck. Michelle Williams, Julianne Moore. Uh, a boy is told a story from 50 years ago about a girl, and there, there are two situations. This is, very a, this is a trailer that, that we saw the teaser for. We, we covered the teaser for a while back. Did we really? Yeah, we did. Wow. And, uh, and all we could say at that point was, we don't know what the fuck's going on, yeah. but it looks really cool, and this makes it a little more clear. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it looks I, fun. I, yeah. Not not fun, but it looks again. It's it's it feels kind of like like hey, Academy. Yeah, exactly. You know, look at us, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And that's that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, Netflix also released a trailer for the Punisher series. Yeah. And uh, I'm I, I could not care less about a lot of the Netflix Marvel content. Right. I'm kind of interested in this. Well, as listeners of the show know, I don't give two fucks when it comes to um, superhero stuff. However, having said that, um, out of all of them, mm -hmm. the Punisher is the one that I can grab onto because mm -hmm. it's like... It's my, I got no violence. Yeah, exactly. Here's, yeah, exactly. His motivation is super simple. I got super that. Super simple. It's yeah. like, hey, it's Death Wish in this world. And uh, I think that... Um, uh, what's his name? John Bernal mm. is a good, a really good choice. Yeah. Um, the trailer for this didn't excite me near as much as the teaser that they did. I don't know, several months ago. Oh, where, yeah, yeah. where he's in prison and just beats the fuck out of everybody. Yeah, that yeah. was from the 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 the, the Daredevil. Daredevil, season right? Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, I dug that a lot more. This has this has a lot more. Um, John Wick feel mm -hmm. to it, where he's lots of guns, lots of um, guns. They they do not bury the lead. I mean, they show the the wife getting they shot in the, the back of the head. Shot. Yeah, uh, it, I've heard tell from people who have seen bits of it that it's gun heavy. Yeah, which you'd expect. It's a Punisher movie. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, but you know, still to this day, my favorite Punisher related thing is Dirty Laundry. Thing yeah, that that fucking so that. Short film is one of the best. Yeah, if you haven't seen Dirty Laundry, things. I, speaking of, um, I don't have it listed here. We're going to talk about it next week. Uh, they released a trailer with Thomas Jane in it for the Stephen King thing called 1922, which we'll talk about. Cool. And that looks really cool. Thomas Jane has a has a history. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some little gems in there. He did a thing with Tim Bradstreet. Um, the name is escaping me, but he made it. After he did the Punisher and all that other stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it looked like a like a comic, yeah, and it was very cool. Um, guy and a girl in a car in the desert. I forget what it was called. We'll yeah. check it out. We'll yeah. check it out. Um, next up, a movie called Revolt with Lee Pace. Lee Pace is hot off of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, one. I, by the way, Lee Pace, I dig Lee Pace. Like like, uh, ever since the fall, 
I'm like, whatever this guy does, I'm I'm on board mm-hmm. to, to check him out. Pushing, because, up, pushing daisies was yeah, great. Dude, he's, he was great in Dead Like Me. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of those guys. You know, yeah, absolutely. And, I, and it was it saddened me to see him like he gets finally gets noticed, but it's in the movie that he's buried under makeup and scene. all this stuff. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, next up, uh, Happy Hunting. It looks like a yuppie, most dangerous game. Yeah, well, I'm always on board for a most dangerous game. Um, mm-hmm. Riff. Riff, yeah. Um, and at the same time, I feel like uh, we've it's been done better, so mm-hmm. like, why keep doing it? You know? Yeah, find the director's cut a hard target. Yeah, That's hard target. Uh, what was the... Um, Naked, uh, what, Naked Prey? Or Naked something? Prey. Yeah. The Naked Prey. Oh, my God. The Naked Prey is an amazing yeah. movie. Cornell Wilde, I yeah. want to say. But still, I go back to The Most Dangerous Game. I think that right. is the it's great. penultimate. Uh, that, that is the best example of this type of that movie. story. Sure. Yeah. Um, By the way, it was shot at the same time that King Kong was... <laughs> <laughs> and they use a lot of the same sets. Same sets of the same actors. Nice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's hilarious. Next up, a film called Delt. Documentary on a blind card shark. Dude, this looks amazing. Didn't know I wanted it, but I, I want it really yeah, bad. I'm all over this. This looks great. Because they, they, they bury the lead, and they don't tell, they show this guy doing amazing card tricks. Right. And then at some point, this guy goes, uh, and you don't even know he's blind. Yeah. And it's like... Well, it, yeah, seems, it seems to me like he was one of those guys that people were paying attention to in the 70s because they show like clips of him on That's mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And stuff like that. And then, uh, and I kind of feel like this is, hey, we're still here. We're still doing amazing yeah, shit. Well, there yeah, well, there's been a recent precedent. Um, the Amazing Randy did a, a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. great documentary on him. Um, a lot. Look at the pen and the continued popularity of Penn and Teller. Right, right, right. There's a great guy. I'm a big fan of um, not card manipulation. Um, I'm a big fan of like redirection. There's a guy named Apollo Robbins who's a pickpocket. Right. Yeah. Who does amazing stuff. Well, I and and I didn't know that. Uh, I, I can't remember now, but a few years ago there. Some somebody in our martial in our shared martial arts feed was talking about one of these dudes um, pickpocketing. Well, it, yeah, just the whole idea of misdirection. Misdirection. And they were using an example of uh, one of these close-up music- magicians, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, it's so that you it know? is that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's the idea of directing. Um, he I, was Apollo Robbins is the dude we've talked about about the the concept of Frank. Yes, about the guy behind your eyes and getting it's getting Frank to look someplace else exactly so that you can do your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finally, and I know this is going to excite you, Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs. Dude, god damn it! I, I didn't know I wanted it. I knew this was coming, but I didn't know I didn't know what it was going to look like, and I didn't know that it was going to look great. This. It looks fantastic. It looks great. It looks fantastic. You know, it's funny because one of my friends who. Uh, was unaware of uh, the fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm-hmm. They were saying like, "Is this real or is this somebody doing a parody of a Wes Anderson film?" I'm like, "No, dude, this is real. Did you not see this movie?" And it, uh, dude, it looks great. I'm I'm so excited. One because it's stop motion. Two because it's Wes Anderson. Yeah, it's 
stop Anderson. I'm all over it. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. great. Yeah, it looked yeah. great. Again, I didn't know it was being made, and I'm and everyone was going, "This looks really great." I'm like, "What?" what? And then I looked at it. I'm in, dude. It's so solid. Uh, let's see. So all in all, not bad. Not yeah, a bad week. Absolutely. We're getting lucky. I'm weeding out a lot of shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm weeding out a lot of shit. Bless you, sir. You're doing a lot of it's work. a lot of it's. Uh, Superhero movies and yeah. a lot of it is horror films. Yeah. There's a shit ton of really crappy horror films being made. Yeah. Um, as I kind of feel like as it should be. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as what we've been watching, anything you've seen lately? Um, watching wise, what did I what did I see most recently? I'm still in this crazy um, training schedule at work, so mm. I'm not. I'm not watching a lot of stuff. Um, I, I, I'm gonna have to say no. I haven't watched anything, but I do got some other things. So. Okay, good. Uh, me, um, a lot of stuff. A lot of there's a sushi typhoon movie called Hell Driver that's bananas. I watched Bobcat Goldwaite's uh, Godless America, um, Cannibal, the uh, the German made cannibal film about right, the yeah. thing. Saw a documentary called The Boys on the Sherman Boys who did. Sure. Every single Disney Disney thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them and we talked about Ex Atenzia last week who right. died. Yeah. These guys even more so. They yeah. wrote Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh, it was it was it was really good. By stuff. the way, uh, um, Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah. Um, is, I think does a really good job of showing how important these guys were. Yeah. Uh, to that production. Yeah. It it, it was a really and it doesn't have a storybook ending, and it, it's, it was really good. Yeah. Um, then the last two things I want to talk about is, number one, The Witch, which... Uh, Got a lot of... A lot, lot of, of love. Critical, yeah. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I don't get the Black Phillip love, because the character's barely in the movie and doesn't right. do anything particularly astounding. Right. Um, it's... Uh, uh, I've heard some theories floated about how if you've seen the movie you know what I'm talking about the rot in the corn they blame a lot of the Salem witch trials on on this virusy rotty thing that sure. happened to their food source right. that created a hallucinogenic effect right. a paranoic effect yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just it, it was fine I just don't get the love that I was hearing sure. from people. Well, I think that I think that that's what happens when you you know you're talking about you're talking about going through trailers mm-hmm. and how much shit there is being made. Yeah. That when something gets made that isn't shit, mm-hmm. isn't necessarily and this is great. Clearly either. not shit. Yeah, it's not shit. That people go, oh, but same somebody... thing with Get Out yeah. and. This whole we didn't we never talked about it, but we just we I, I think because we recognize it for the goofiness that it was this whole post horror thing yeah. that that was floated for like a week post before pe- 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 before people were like you know fuck you yeah 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 I, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is one of those movies um, there's there's definite moments to it that are really cool but I mm-hmm. think. So much of your unease comes from just trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk in a weird language, which is... is and people have told me, I got in this thing, um, someone was really defending this film to me, and I'm like, look, I get it, you know, but it just, for me, it just, it didn't... Maybe it was overhyped, maybe it was a lot of sure. things. Sure. Um, but it just didn't, I didn't 
feel right. great about it. Yeah. And then finally, um, a, a film that my wife really wanted to watch, and I and I uh, 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 we sat down and watched it. Um, if for this film, my review is this: if you imagine a dog turd, and you start putting nickels into that dog turd. And the more nickels you put in, the more it shines and the more it shimmers and the more it's sort of like, oh, isn't this something special? But in the heart of it, it's still a dog turd. Mm. For me, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Right. Big and shiny and all this stuff. And when you get into the its core, it, it's it's so wonky and and meandering and 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 i just well my biggest issue with that movie um is that they they focus so much on i mean you can almost read the notes it's like oh people really liked this and they like really, baby Groot. yeah they like baby Groot. they so, like drax and so they were it, it, i think it crossed the line for me from fun to silly mm -hmm. really fast and, and, and you know and what here's that. a note to hollywood i never want to see kurt russell as a villain ever <laughs> i don't yeah and uh 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 it's it's just I know it was it was nearly two and a half hours long and I, yeah. I kept saying to my wife I could trim an hour out of this it was easy. long um, so again I don't know whether that's because I'm jaded or I'm old or this film just simply wasn't meant for me but I w just walked out of there not really giving a shit um, which bums me out uh, I do understand though that. James Gunn has said Guardians of the Galaxy 3 sets up the Marvel Universe for the next 20 years, but I just wonder if anyone's going to care. You right. Know? You know? Anyway. Uh, do you have any recommendations and then we'll get out of here? Yeah. Let's start with um, music. Do you have music? Uh, yeah, actually I do. Uh-oh. Um, He's reaching uh, for a CD. I am. Um, and it's something called uh, The Secret Sisters. Okay. Um, and The Secret Sisters... Uh, People probably aren't shocked by this, but I'm a, a big fan of Americana mm -hmm. um, and Americana roots and, and uh, Gothic Americana. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is kind of more of the same. Um, the Secret Sisters is a uh, uh, it's a duet. Um, these two ladies who do this amazing um, kind of mashup between country roots music. But they have a 1920s jazz singing oh, cool. style. It's cool. very cool. You should definitely check it out. The CD that I'm holding is called You Don't Own Me Anymore. So you should definitely check out The Secret Sisters, You Don't Own Me Anymore. Right on. Um, I also, uh, when it comes to books... Oh, hold on to that. Let me, oh, okay, let me, let me do music and we'll go back right, to the book. Go ahead. Two things. One, there's a brand new Dee Dee Bridgewater out called Memphis I'm Ready. It's a song, it's an album mostly of covers. She does a great kind of a rock version of uh, The Temptations Can't Get Next to You. Um, it's Dee Dee fucking bid. Oh, she also does a version of the song can't, uh, I Can't Stand the Rain. Mm -hmm. um, but it's fucking Dee Dee Bridgewater and she's amazing and um, the record is you know, it's bluesy, and, and it, it, it's great. Uh, that just came out. 
completely differently. Uh-huh. There's a record called Enter Now the World by a Scandinavian group called In Slaughter Natives. Uh-huh. That's very much in line of things like um, uh, Leibach, uh, uh, Lustmord. It's very sound environment. Enter Now the World, I've never been to hell. Right. But if I dropped a microphone in, it would sound like this. <laughs> it's really driving, industrial, very, 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 very dark. Cool. Um, you can find most of it uh, It's uh, on YouTube. Would you People describe put... it as challenging? No, no. It's not challenging okay. in the way that, let's say, Demon de Galas is. Right, right. This is more, it's just big drum sounds and, okay. and choirs. And, cool. And that That's where thing. I run into a problem with industrial music a lot of times. Is when it becomes challenging, mm. I'm just like, no, no, oh, fuck look, that. I, I'm fuck a that. huge <laughs> Diamanda fan, but right. when, when someone says I don't like Diamanda glass, I go, well, yeah, I get well, that. Of course, <laughs> it's like it's like um, um, experimental bands like uh, Henry Cow and Fred Frith and those kind of yeah. guys. I just go, yeah, I get it. That why you don't like it, but there, there used to be this awesome. There was an awesome radio station back home in Southern Illinois. Um, and they they had a show called uh, It's Too Damn Early. And uh, this guy did this like two hours of experimental music. Hmm. Or, or noise rock, for, for lack of a better word, right? And, uh, and I would listen to it out of spite. <laughs> I'd like, that's like, you know. Fuck you! You're not gonna get me to turn I'm off my radio. I know off. you're trying to. Yeah. And then I met him a few times, and he was like, "Oh, are you a fan of the? Do you, like, do you listen to the show?" No. I go, "Yes, I do." Yeah, I hate He's every like, minute of yeah, it. And I'm like, I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. I know a guy who's a big Mersbau fan, and he's like, "You got to hear Mersbau." And wow, that just buzzed right by me. Uh, so books, okay. the book you were gonna say. So. Uh, for my birthday the other day, I got uh, two books, um, uh, both of which I've read or am reading, but I didn't own. One was October Dreams. Oh, great! Which is the amazing compilation yeah, yeah. of all. What these. a great time of year to get that! It, it's a, it's a, it's a perfect book, and and I read it every year. But I always check it out from the library. I didn't own a copy of it, so now I do. Nice. And uh, the other one was this graphic novel that I got turned on to just recently called My Favorite Thing is Monsters. Yeah, you by, talked about this last by week. By Emil Ferris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, I, so, I, so I got these for my birthday. Well, uh, My Favorite Thing is Monsters got me thinking about graphic novels that I have fallen in love with in the past. Mm -hmm. I'm not a comic guy. I very rarely so tune into it. this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I have, like, Preacher, uh -huh. and that's probably it. You know, I, I'm just not a fan. Um, but, having said that, there's one book called Honor Among Punks, which is the complete Baker Street collection. Oh, okay. Um, Guy Davis, uh, by the way, who recently did uh, art for Kevin McTurk's uh, oh, Haunted cool. Swordsman. Right on. Anyway, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, if you ever get the chance, check out something called Honor Among Punks. It's the co it's the complete collected Baker Street comic series. Um, it's a it's an alternate England, an mm -hmm. alternate history England. Um, 
and uh, the Sherlock Holmes character is this uh, punk rock lady, um, and uh, and there's a and there's a murder mystery going on, and she or loved ones are far more involved than she ever would have suspected. Huh. It's really really good if you ever get a chance to check it out. Huh. It reminds me of that uh, what's that TV series out with it Elementary with Lucy Liu. Sure. Yeah 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 yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Huh. Funny you should mention comics. I'm like the book I'm going to recommend is a comic book. Um, it's a graphic novel by Frank Miller. Um, everyone immediately thinks things like Dark Knight Returns or whatever sure. else. Um, he did a book called Ronin. Yeah. That uh, there's been talk for a long time about it being made into a movie. I think it would be a great. If not, it a could film. be. A, it could be a great movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, super futuristic world, um, and the spirit of a Japanese samurai finds himself yeah. there, and it's, uh, I remember Ronin when it was coming out in comic book form, there was a long delay between issues, um, so it's nice that you can get this, uh, graphic novel and read it. It's a little confusing, um, because the narrative gets a little convoluted. Yeah. The artwork great. is beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just feel like um, I'm still reading the same book I was reading last week, so I did, I wanted to recommend something that um, people should know about, but not a lot. You never that never gets cited, you know, as far as um, great Frank Miller works, and I and I think it definitely is up there. It's not Dark Knight Returns, but it's pretty fucking close. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Oops. Nope, anything else? That's that's it, man. Uh, next Beyond week. Yeah, that it's work. I know. Me too. Um. Uh, let's see. Go to the Facebook page, please. Interact with us. Tell us what you want to see. If you have any ideas of guests, let us know. Um, we're getting some good people coming up. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Absolutely. Uh, I guess the, the the other thing for me is Bleeding Hand. Bleeding Hand, right. We just released the poster, and that was cool. And That's cool. Yeah. Thank the you. The poster looks great. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking looking forward to all that. Um, this is this is the we're gearing into that really big time. For this is a big, th- th- a lot big of time us. of year for a lot of the things that we do. I was just seeing uh, Chad Savage, yeah. who was on the show before. Yeah, uh, he's gearing up into this giant just crush for giant for haunts. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Between haunting and doing website for Sinister yeah. Visions and stuff like that. So, but we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. But, but we we're always looking for uh, ideas, topic yeah. ideas. So, in other that. words, don't be afraid to share your feedback. Yeah, yeah. We listen, or we don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll we're, we'll uh, see you next week for the bonus material podcast. I'm Tom Carnell, and I'm Langley West. Stay scary.